You are listening to the Her Money Matters Podcast, Episode 62. Welcome to the Her Money Matters Podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real-life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hello, hello. I am yet back for another episode this summer day in August, and hopefully you are in a cool place while listening to this episode. I would love, love to connect with you outside of this microphone and in our free Facebook community. If you haven't already joined us, go to jenhimpill.com forward slash community. I assure you it's fun. And of course, if you don't enjoy the vibe, you can always leave. No biggie, no uh, feelings hurt. So this month, as you know, or if you haven't been listening, I will let you know, uh, we are focusing on the different life situations at re- as it relates to, li- uh, to money. So last week, we spoke about special needs finance, and this week, we are tackling divorce. The statistics of the number of divorces are, is definitely astounding. It is nothing that anybody's surprised about. We know about this, right? But one thing that is not talked about enough is personal finance after divorce. There are so many different scenarios after after divorce. You may not have ever touched the finances if Uh, or maybe you were the one in charge, there can be debt, the list goes on, divorces can be easy, divorces can be like a nightmare. It's just, there's not, there's just so many different uh, scenarios. So today our guest uh, shares her story. In today's episode, we'll get to know besides, uh, about her story of divorce. We're also going to get to know uh, Danielle. And in today's episode, you'll learn why she hid when she was little, when her mom was in the grocery uh, checkout line. You're also going to learn the surprise she got hit with as she was going through the divorce. And you're going to learn the best money advice she has received and how it translates to her current spending. So let me share with you a little bit about Danielle Watson. Danielle Watson is the world's most unlikely anthropologist, I attest to this, <laughs> a professional muse and a TEDx speaker. Danielle's uncommon mixture of infectious enthusiasm, unconventional ideas, a spectacular smile have made this pint-sized lady a popular inspiration to a global audience of choose your own adventure adventurers. So let's go ahead and meet Danielle. Welcome, Danielle, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I am pumped to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Jennifer. Well, it is nice to have you on the show. Well, one, it's also nice that I've actually connected, not just online, but in person. We have met. We've even had lunch together. So it'll. It's this is going to be a good interview to really get to know another aspect of you, your uh, money story and the life change that you have um encountered along uh, throughout your journey in life. So I'm excited to do this. So you ready to dive into the questions? I'm ready. Perfect. So I want to start off with just learning more about your personal money story, how you grew up around money. 
Yeah. So like a lot of our listeners, I'm sure I grew up hearing that uh, money doesn't grow on trees. We don't have money for that. Um, you know, it's not all about you when I would ask for something and I couldn't have it. But I have one very clear, specific memory um, from when I was probably about seven or eight years old. I remember going to the grocery store with my mom and seeing the woman in front of us have to put away some of her items because she didn't have enough money for them. And somehow putting that together in my mind that 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 was embarrassing for her and and realizing that my mom was often telling me that we didn't have enough money for things and from that point on until I was probably a teenager whenever I would go to the store with my mom and we would go to the checkout I would go find somewhere else to be because I didn't want to be standing there next to her when she had to put some of her items back it never actually happened but I developed that fear just from witnessing how other other people uh, dealt with their money and from the influence of what I was hearing at home. Interesting. So when growing up, so when you grew up and you became independent, let's say you went to a grocery store, tell me, how did that affect your shopping process? Did Were you very diligent as to what you have budgeted or tell me a little bit about that? You know, it's interesting. I actually went the opposite way. So uh, from a young age, I decided I was going to get an advanced education. I was always going to have the money for what it was I wanted. And uh, I was not very conscious about what I spent my money on. And so um, the first thing I did when I turned 18 was I got myself a credit card, a credit card. so <laughs> that I would, you know, always have that little backup if I if I didn't have enough money to pay for whatever it was that I needed. Gotcha. And did that also, so you said it had the opposite effect. And did you find yourself becoming more of a spender? Or? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Absolutely a spender. All right. And did you also find yourself racking up credit card debt or not even to that extent? You said you mentioned it was you had it as a backup. Yes. So it started out as a backup. And then as I grew older, I started to be comfortable with having a certain amount of debt. Okay. And, you know, a few thousand dollars in debt, it always felt like, okay, I will be able to pay that at some point. You know, I'm, I'm getting older and, and I'm advancing in life. And of course, there's going to be more money. And then there was a period of time where I wasn't working. And so I fell into that scheme of the uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul, right. <laughs> basically, right. where I would take a cash advance from one credit card to be able to pay the other credit card and vice versa. And I racked up a whole lot of debt. Crazy, crazy. And then let's fast forward a little bit, or I don't know how much longer we're fasting forward. But um, you, you got married. I did. And then recently you had a life change. Can yes. you tell us about that? Yeah. So recently I have been through a divorce and I was with my husband from the time I was 19 and we lived together from the time I was 20 and he was the one that really managed the finances. So I'm, I'm 37 now. So it's a long time. And 
finances were a lot different back in the 90s for the little bit of time that I did manage them. And, you know, when you're 19, 20 years old, things are a lot less complex. So, um, you know, being faced with divorce and then being faced the first for the first time with uh, being responsible for my own finances and um, investments and 401ks and all sorts of things was extremely overwhelming on top of the stress of divorce. I can imagine. So during when you were married, he managed the finances. So you don't you didn't have anything to deal with. You didn't deal with them. Right. uh, Did you all have any money conversations or um, were you aware what was going on, what was going in, what was going out in terms of finances or? Um, reasonably well, you know, I, I had a handle on roughly how much we had and what things cost. If you'd asked me, you know, what do we pay in the summer for our air conditioning bill? I could have said, well, anywhere between 50 and $300. I'm not really sure. (laughs) (laughs) But you had an idea. Yeah, I, I did have an idea. Okay, perfect. And so when you had, um, became divorced, how much of, I mean, even though you didn't manage the money during the term time of your marriage, how much of an impact did that have on you when you just were on, on on your own? You know, it had a big emotional impact, just that feeling of overwhelm. How am I going to juggle all of these things? And I have to say, I feel so grateful that this happened at the time in history when it happened, because the first thing I did was, okay, I'm going to get online and I'm going to set up everything to pay the minimum balance automatically. So at least, if nothing else, I will not wreck my credit and I will not have anything turned off because I didn't uh, didn't pay my, my minimum amount. And so once I had that in place, I felt a lot more ease, a lot more relaxed. Okay, these things are going to be done. And then I, I just need to be, you know, looking at them going, okay, you know, what, which, where can I put more in? Where I do I need to put more in? Where do I need to put less? But just that comfort of knowing, okay, I'm not going to get in trouble <laughs> was huge. Right. So automation was a huge part of how you managed, started managing your finances. Yeah. Uh, on your own. And that is a huge time saver and, and you know, stress saver, <laughs> all those things combined. And what other changes did you have to make? You know, I I really have to give my husband some props here. My former husband, he, he was so generous to give me some education on how he'd done things and provide me with some of the the spreadsheets and things I'd been used to seeing around the house. So even though I didn't quite know how to use them right away, mm-hmm. um, he he did provide me with that to sort of help me um, along the journey. And what else changed for me? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, everything having to figure out, okay, I have to get my own cell phone bill now. How much can I afford to spend on groceries? What should it cost me for this or that? I have no idea if, you know, what I'm spending on water every month is reasonable or not. So just having to get with other people in my life and get an idea of, you know, what they spent and how they manage their money, just had to ask a lot of questions. Okay. And what was the best advice that you got from them? Oh, my goodness. The best advice was probably 
do what you need to do for yourself first. So keep doing the things that you need to do for your sanity. Like it would have been so easy for me to cut out uh, my my yoga studio membership fee because it's it's a hefty chunk. But if I didn't have that place to release my stress and to take care of myself, I might not have been able to keep up with the other things I needed to do to make sure that I was continuing to make money. Makes sense. I I really, truly believe you definitely have to take care of you uh, because I know as women, we feel all sorts of guilt when it comes to spend money on ourselves. Um, Money can bring so much emotion, uh, as you mentioned, and I think you got to do take care of you definitely first. I mean, I realize there's bills and stuff, but you have to incorporate um, taking care of yourself. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And in your experience uh, with a divorce, what would you say is what's one thing you wish you had known? You know, going through the process and having an attorney. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. And having her go over all our finances with a fine tooth comb, um, I have to say I felt very fortunate and lucky that my husband, my former husband had been transparent about all the finances. There weren't hidden things going on. We didn't find any surprises. There were no secret accounts. And my attorney was frankly shocked because she'd been doing this a long time and she could count on one hand how many times she hadn't found something that wasn't on the up and up. So I was very fortunate that I didn't experience any sort of surprises But I think that if you feel like life might be going that way or you do get hit with that, that's something to to prepare for and to certainly um, to go looking for because people do shady things, (laughs) um, unfortunately. Right. Well, that's wonderful because it sounds like you have one of those stories as far as the divorce. Unlike most divorces that there's like your attorney said that just some hidden, some surprises, uh, some extra debts, or maybe, I mean, I've heard and seen so many different things of all of a sudden the one of the spouses being affected with a lot of debt because they didn't know this debt was taken right out in their name, just so many things. So that is amazing. And that's great that you didn't have to go through that. Uh, and props on uh, your 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 former husband. So that's great. And what would you say uh, you do well with money? I am really good at uh, finding places that I want to spend it. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> that. I want to hear this. Uh, yeah. So, you know, whenever, whenever I look at, okay, I just received um, a tax refund or whatever it is, I, I start to think about how do I want to put this back out into the world? And, and not just, you know, getting rid of it, like money burning a hole in my pocket, but thinking about where do I want this to go in the world? Who do I want to bless in the world? Where do I want this money to be a channel for helping somebody else have more of what they want? 
I love that. I love that you're thinking terms. I was I was curious where you were going with that because <laughs> I love I always talk about when I coach and and even in my podcast here I always talk about how every dollar should have something to do that you can't live any lingering money in your account without it having a job, something to do because it just if you don't assign it something to do it just kind of disappears on its own. You end up spending it uh, before you know it. So, and I love your given spirit there. I mean, you think about others uh, when you have that extra money and how you can uh, help. And that's a beautiful thing. I absolutely love that. Thank you. And uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your best money spent. So we talked about a little bit what you do with well with money and how about what what has been your best money spent? Oh my goodness. There have been so many things I've spent money on that have taught me incredible lessons. <laughs> 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 um some of the best money I think I ever spent was spent on a business coach, somebody to help me figure out what the heck it was I wanted to do with my business. I invested so much money with her that I was scared to death that I would fail and I was willing to do anything to succeed. And that money motivated me to no end, knowing that I was paying her those big bucks. I Um, believe that. It made me break through every barrier. That that is definitely no doubt about that. (laughs) I love that. And how about, do you say you would use... More cash, check, credit. What is your favorite way of paying? I like to pay with my credit card or my debit card. I've been playing a game with myself recently with getting more comfortable with having cash in my wallet. Um, When I was... 18 or 19 years old, I was actually mugged. And even though I didn't have Mm -hmm. a lot of cash in my wallet, I had already been sort of uncomfortable having cash in my wallet. And then after that happened, I was even more uncomfortable having cash in my wallet. Um, And now I'm I'm trying to just get over that and, and be more comfortable with it. And especially, you know, knowing that I'm on my own now, just never really knowing when having 20 bucks in my wallet might, might get me out of a situation. So definitely getting more comfortable working on keeping a $100 bill in there. Still not very comfortable with that. Well, sometimes it's just a, a work in progress because I know a lot. Of, and I I don't like carrying cash. And and I don't know. I, I still have to dig as to why. I mean, I know a part of it is just because I feel like if it's there, I just kind of spend it. And it's like, I have no one. It doesn't have to be accounted for. <laughs> it's, I right. don't know why. That's just how my brain works. So I know that's a part of it, but I know many times uh, it's been recommended to me and you need to have, like you mentioned, $100 or something in your wallet for just in case there's some situation that your credit card might not get you out of uh, and you just never know. So you definitely bring up a good point and a good reminder that I need to think about that again (laughs) for me as well. So, And would you say you're a saver or a spender? I would say I'm a spender for sure. And what kind of things do you like to spend on? Because I know you mentioned you're definitely a giver, but what are the things that in yoga, yoga, yoga classes? Yeah. So, so if you were to look at, you know, where does my money go? 
it goes mostly to things for myself. So whether that's uh, self-care specifically. Mm -hmm. So whether that's yoga, getting a massage, having my hair cut. Um, The other place it goes to is food. I really (laughs) like to eat. And I like to eat good food, whether that's at the grocery store or going out. Um, if you were to look at my my grocery budget for one person, it's it's probably quite a bit more than would seem reasonable because of the sorts of things I like to eat. No, no. I mean, I, I don't blame you. Food is a good thing. And because um, you also like to cook. I do. So... Uh, I I don't blame you. Food is a good thing. And how? Anything else you like to spend on? Ooh, wine, wine, <laughs> food, and self care. <laughs> love it, love it. And how about what is your proudest money moment? My proudest money moment was the first time someone handed me. A five-figure check. Oh, love it. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that, what went through your mind, all those things. You know, two things went through my mind. One, that all of the investment I'd made in becoming the person that I wanted to become had paid off because there was... There was not just social proof, but like monetary proof that I did have something to offer and that I had organized it and I'd made it available for purchase. Um, But the other thing I felt was so, so excited for the person who'd given it to me because, you know, she had made a decision about what she wanted for herself. And I knew that I could deliver that for her. And I knew that on the other side, she was going to have this this amazing result and go through this process of transformation that would serve her for the rest of her life. And that was just an incredible high that lasted for days. I bet. I bet. And I know that, you know, that this podcast is about making money simple and uh, simply taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because... Her money matters because us ladies are making most of the purchasing decisions in this country. So the more financial consciousness we have, I think the better place the world will become. Very, very true statement because all those big bucks that um, the big companies are spending on advertising are targeting us women. Because we do make those decisions. So I completely agree. I love that statement. I appreciate you so much uh, joining me uh, today. You've shared so much stuff, so much good stuff, and it's been a a blast talking to you. Thank you, Jennifer. It was my pleasure. That was our chat with Danielle. And I'm sure you probably felt through the microphone and in your earbuds her smile, right? Because she's just very enthusiastic. She's very energetic. And I'm sure you sensed that as much as I did. So I did have a couple of takeaways uh, that I want to share with you. And if you have takeaways from these interviews or even from just the solo episodes, share with me. By all means, email me, join the Facebook group, whatever you have to do. I want to hear from you. So before I share my uh, couple takeaways, I, as usual, do a weekly shout out. I recognize someone and today I wanted to recognize Brina. She is a part of our free community and literally just 
a breath of fresh air. No joke.、Uh, she is in there supporting others. She's asking questions. She's sharing blog posts,、uh, and you can tell she's taking action. So, Brina, keep it up, lady. I love what I'm seeing. So let's talk about some、uh, some key takeaways that I had from my chat.、Uh, the one was、uh, her abundance mindset. I mean, it was just unreal for me. Just she's just she feels it all through her bones. It, I don't know how else to explain it. If that's a great way to explain it,、uh, a great analogy. But her abundance abundance mindset is more than a hundred percent right. Uh, and notice that when she was when she said she's a spender,、uh, notice how she spends is very diligent. Not only on what she spends, but also her thoughts on when she spends. You notice that, right? So if you if you miss that, go back to that piece.、Um, On the, of the interview because it's very very important. I think that's very very helpful. It's like she's spending with intention, right?、Uh, and she it's just very diligent, not just on what she spends, but just what she's thinking.、Uh, she's very aware of her thoughts of when she spends. So I thought that was、um, that was awesome. And then the other part that was a big takeaway was. Her divorce—it was not the typical nightmare divorce that you hear about all the time, right?、Uh, and so that was just refreshing to hear that、uh, because really, there's some things you know. When, of course, I have not experienced a divorce, so I can't talk from that perspective. But what I do know is that there's some things you can't control, but we, what you can control is you, right?、Uh, so I think. Oh,、uh, however, the whole situation was with her.、Um, she was very—you you can tell from talking. She's very in tune to herself, to her thoughts, to her feelings.、Uh, she's very has that abundant mindset, and I think、uh, that helped as well. Just my thoughts, anyways.、Uh, so that is a wrap for today.、Uh, my invite still stands. If you still haven't joined us in our free community. Uh, if you are res- a reserved person in the sense that you just very private with your money matters,、uh, by all means join us and lurk around. That is completely okay. I'd rather you lurk around, not say anything, and get value from the conversation. The conversations that happen there, then not join us and not gain that value. So next week on the podcast, I introduce you to a big-hearted woman who shares her story of tragically losing her husband and her having to pick up the financial pieces afterwards. I want to thank Danielle for joining us for just being just amazing in <laughs>、uh, sharing your story. So be sure to check out the show notes on where to find Danielle and more. At jenhempill dot com forward slash sixty two. So thanks again for joining me, and I'll talk to you next Thursday.